0: Hey everybody! We just want to welcome you to uh, our live panel tonight as we talk about the six habits of healthy people. We are on this series, and tonight uh, we're we're really really thrilled to be able to talk about health and uh, respecting our bodies. I think this is I just think it's such an important conversation um, that we're having in in this season that we're in. You know, we didn't realize uh, when we planned this series that. You know, we would be in in red or an orange phase, but uh, we know that exercise is is a challenge as uh, you know um, in normal conditions. But to be able to uh, now be in lockdown and gyms are closed, and so uh, those of you that are joining us, we just want to welcome you on Facebook Live. And in just a moment, I'm going to introduce some guests that we have uh, this evening that I am super excited about. Um, but well, we're just waiting for a few people to join in. Um, why don't you just uh, share this link and let people know that you're watching as we get ready to talk about just some practical tips on how to stay healthy, how to prevent uh, just some seasonal affective disorders that can happen, mental uh, illness, and, and, uh, and staying active. So, so thrilled to be able to take this next time. So, what I'm going to do is, I'm going to introduce our guests that are joining us. Uh, we have a couple of guests that are joining us on Zoom, and so they're here on the screen with us. And then we have uh, our own Pastor Joel, who hey, everybody. is live
1: welcome uh, this evening. here in the
0: studio. And so first of all, uh, welcome guests. Uh, first, I want to um, just say hello. good evening to Elena. Elena, could you just tell everybody uh, a little bit what you do, what your specialty is?
2: Yeah, definitely. So, first of all, um, I have an awesome husband, Ivan Cisco, and we live in Shidiak River, and I have three kids, one that's 10, one that's 15, and one that's 27. So, I'm a retired um, correctional officer, so I was a correctional officer for 13 years, and now I'm a stay-at-home mom, and I do fitness plan for people. Wow. So, wow. I will... Um, do a fitness plan for them specialized for their needs and for the equipment they have at home. Uh, some people I will just do their plan and others I will go to their house or their gym and I will train them. So it's a lot of fun. Um, I, I love it. It's my passion to help people with their uh, lifestyle goals that they wanna achieve.
0: That's great, Elena. I, I follow you on Facebook and I see your pictures and I see what you're doing and your training regiments and uh, you are the real deal. I would encourage anybody just to go to Elena Ward's Facebook and uh, see some of the workouts that she does. Very, very impressive. So, Elena, uh, we're super excited to have you here tonight. Uh, Next, we have Dr. Ross with us. Such a privilege, Dr. Ross, to be able to have you with us. Could you just give a brief introduction and just tell everybody um, what it is that uh, you specialize in?
3: Oh, hello, Pastor Pat. Uh, Thank you for having me in this panel. Um, I'm an adult psychiatrist. I work for uh, Horizon Health Network. Um, I specialize in treatment of uh, patients with mental illness, um, um, schizophrenia, bipolar, depression, anxiety, and I work with a team of professionals, uh, including psychologists and social worker and dietitian. and um, yeah. Uh
0: work mainly with the uh, adult population. Wow. Thanks uh, so much for being a part of this panel tonight. Thank you. Um, And last, uh, Pastor Joel, uh, why don't you just uh, introduce yourself and, uh, and maybe just share a little bit about uh, some of the journey that you've been on when it comes to health.
1: Yeah, Pat knows that for me this is such a passion because uh, up until the point when I reached probably my mid to late 30s, uh, I knew next to nothing about nutrition or exercise or the role that it played in how I feel, and uh, and I, in my early 30s, was really probably at the worst health that I've ever experienced in my life, and I had a doctor who had gave me one of those come to Jesus moments and said. You need to make some changes if you're going to make it to your 40s. And, uh, and, and I, like for me, I thought Pop-Tarts were good nutrition for breakfast. Uh, I didn't know the difference between proteins, fats, or carbohydrates. Like I didn't know any of that sort of stuff. And I think that's probably true for a lot of people. And so, uh, so learning to make those changes in what I feed my body, in the rest and the margin that I put into my life to make sure that I stay healthy, and in the exercise uh, that I implement into the daily patterns of my life has made a huge difference in my uh, physical, emotional, and even spiritual health. So I'm really passionate about this topic.
0: Absolutely. And so we just wanna welcome everyone who is joining in live with us right now. And here's the deal. I think that we all know what we need to do. I think that we also never stop wanting to look better, or be healthier, but somewhere along the way, we stop believing that we can change. And so that's why I'm excited about this conversation because I hope that through watching this, we'll get some practical tips and insights that might help us believe again. And so uh, I just want to invite those that are watching, you can post questions in the chat and we really want to try to get to as many questions as we can, and uh, we have some some questions that were submitted previously that we're going to start with. But just know that you can you can just uh, put comments in the chat. And again, uh, if you're just tuning in with us now, uh, why don't you just share this right uh, to you know? There's just so many people that can use this uh, in this season that we're in. But Dr. Ross, we're going to uh, we're going to go to you first with uh, tonight's first question. Uh, could you could you just give us some insight as to, as a doctor, a psychiatrist, uh, what are you seeing when it comes to mental health challenges in the general population? Give us some insights on that.
3: Sure. So, um, as we know, since the COVID-19 pandemic, like, um, you know, it has generated a lot of stress and it's kind of spread like a wildfire throughout the world. And um, now it's affected every aspect of our lives and how we live, how we work, how we deal with children, and how we, you know, um, manage our finances, our health. Um, And so is, um, you know, um, when we look at, uh, there's a survey that was conducted nationally in Center for Addictions and Mental Health in uh, Toronto. Um, They had... Um, done a series of uh, survey from May to November of uh, 2020, and they found that uh, there's a sharp increase in uh, anxiety, uh, about almost 50%, and uh, depression and substance abuse, uh, both in, um, you know, 18 and older uh, age group, and also increase in uh, anxiety uh, in children in school age. So um, I see that um, this effect of pandemic lockdown and isolation has created a very unique uh, uh, stress in our lives. Um, There have been decrease in uh, services in different agencies and people with, uh, even with people with physical health, they were having difficulty getting access to services because of the lockdown. So uh, certainly there's been a huge increase in overall um, difficulty in mental health with the general population.
0: Yeah, you know what, um, I think that uh, for, for again, for anyone that's watching, we all know uh, that this is very real and we see people close to us uh, that are struggling. Um, and so I'm just going to I'm going to throw this. Uh, out to you, Elena, and uh, each one of uh, our guests tonight can can just uh, add anything that you might think is valuable on this next question here. But you know, how does how does exercise play an active role, Elena, into maintaining
2: uh, mental and physical
0: health? Yeah,
2: definitely. That's uh, that's a great. Super important topic. Um, Just ask my husband if I don't exercise for a few days, he'll tell you. (laughs) No, but on a serious note, um, you see it with school when kids are active, Uh, they're definitely more attentive uh, in their classrooms. Um, I know for for us, when we go in red and if the kids aren't following their exercise schedule, I see a difference in our house. when they they're at, when they are exercising or playing sports they play less video games which um you know i think as well is um and then dr can uh, definitely talk about that as well but makes a difference in their mental state um exercise is definitely um i know for myself and i can only speak for myself but i feel totally different when i do exercise um you know i, I find peace inside as well, later on throughout the day, if I do it in the morning, my energy level is higher, um, it just, it, it, it helps, definitely, um, yeah. overall. Yeah,
0: that's so good, Elena, and in just a few minutes, I'm going to, I'm going to ask that you're going to give us some practical exercises, and some tips that we can do, uh, so just be thinking about those, but uh, Joel, what, what would you like to add on to this topic of how does exercise for you uh, play an active role in maintaining mental and physical health?
1: Yeah, and I, I look forward to hearing how our good doctor friend uh, responds to that as well here in just a minute, the role that uh, physical activity has in our mental health. and uh, But just like Elena said, I think that uh, just getting the blood flowing on a daily basis is so important. Like it literally gets oxygen to the brain, it feels like. And, uh, and the Bible says so much about how we take care of our bodies, and I hope we get a chance to talk about that a little bit more, how uh, the Bible all throughout talks about how our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, and that we were created in the image of God. And, uh, and like Ephesians 5, I was looking at today where it talks about marriage, and it says that... Uh, that Uh, um, A husband needs to care for his wife as he cares for his own body. And it says because everybody is supposed to take care of feeding and caring for their own body. And uh, it's amazing sometimes. I know you were asking about exercise, but I think it's, it's also about nutrition. We were talking before about how it is absolutely amazing that our bodies can function as well as they do. Many times, when they get so little exercise and training to function, and when we give them so little nutrition yeah. that it's like, amazing like energy drinks. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, when we live on diet, Pepsi, and potato chips, yeah. and then we're actually able to function. Like, that is a testimony is, to yeah. how amazing God has made this body. Because if we put in our cars the kind of fuel, that we tend to put in our bodies, we'd be broken down on the side of the road every day, I think. <laughs> I think
0: a lot of people feel broken down every time they get up in the morning. You yeah. Know? Um, and, and it's and, all based off of the nutrition and the fuel that, that you know we're putting in our bodies. But um, and, and
1: so I'm going to hear what our- Yeah, good, so
0: Dr. Ross, yeah. uh, please tell us, uh, how can exercise, tell us what's going on uh, mentally and physically as we begin to uh, create these disciplines?
3: So if you look at humans, you know, even if you just take 50 to 100 years ago, you know, they were more active and, you know, uh, they were saying that uh, on an average, you know, people had to walk 10, 20 kilometers a day to get some some of their basic, uh, um, you know, uh, needs met. But fast forward now to 21st century, we have everything that is brought to the confines of our office or our house. Um, we have drive-in uh, ADM and banking and fast food and even drive-in theaters, right? We don't yes. even have to get out of the car to watch movies. So um, that has created a significant impact on our uh, mental and physical health. And uh, there was a large uh, study in UK, it's called ELSA, uh, not in uh, ELSA like frozen, but it's a short form for <laughs> English Longitudinal Study of Aging. And they took uh, about 18,000 people, uh, subjects, and uh, they found, uh, that study is still ongoing, and they found different uh, factors in it, physical health and emotional health, dietary habits and uh, exercise. They found two sets of people, one aging uh, very badly with increased incidence of chronic diseases and uh, disability and uh, increased mental health problems. And another set of people who were aging very gracefully, very bright, energetic, lower levels of uh, memory problems, and they were trying to determine what single independent variable would directly impact these groups. And interestingly, they found uh, presence or absence of uh, sedentary lifestyle made a big impact on where the subjects would be in which group so um like i you know the exercise is unbelievable in terms of how it impacts the both physical and mental health yeah. uh like pastor joel was saying it increases the blood flow it it not only increases improves uh, cardiovascular function it also improves the brain function and uh, and you know uh when there's uh, and the interesting thing is they can start at any age you know and uh and and the effects can be seen very very immediate and you, you can see that uh, there have been different changes in the body uh, in terms of you know improvement in blood pressure improvement in their uh, uh, cholesterol levels uh, improvement in you know their uh, uh, metabolic state like you know the most common uh, disease that we find in sedentary lifestyle in north america is type 2 diabetes so all these things also Increased risk for uh, dementia um, and memory decline. So yep. um, I I cannot emphasize any more about the importance of uh, exercise on mental and physical health.
1: Yeah, that's that's so good. You now, know I we... I heard a dangerous pattern there. He <laughs> said that it can have to do with memory decline. So the less you exercise, the more you forget to exercise. Is that what I'm hearing? (laughs) (laughs) It could be,
0: but you know what? We have a remote for everything now. We have these Google homes. We don't need to get up. Like, you know, the exercise um, is just not part of our routine. But so I'm hearing how important exercise is. I'm hearing, you know, that we need to be doing it. And I, I got a question that why aren't more people exercising? Why are we giving in to procrastination? Um why don't we exercise? And so um I don't know, Elena, do you wanna do you wanna hit this question?
2: I have five key points that maybe will run into that question, maybe. So number one, when you want to make a decision and when you want to do something different, when you want a better lifestyle, whether it's eating better, whether it's exercising more, you need to make a decision. And that's anything in life. We need to make a decision. It's a commitment. So Um, like Ivan always says, this is funny how he says that, like a lot of people like to join things. They'll join the gym, they'll join groups. So in January, what happens? People join the gym, not right now because it's COVID, but usually the gym is packed in January. Memberships go super high. And then when you get to the end of February, March, you could could bring a cannon and shoot it through and not hit anyone. (laughs) Why is that? Because people don't stick to their commitments. They join, they like to join things. So that's number one. I tell my clients, you need to make the commitment. You need to know why you're doing this. From your heart, why are you doing this? Is it because you want to live longer for your grandkids? Is it because uh, you want to fit into a certain gene? So I always tell them, write it down, put it on your mirror, your why. Why are you changing your lifestyle? Why do you want to start exercising? That's number one. Number two is people don't set realistic goals. So if you're taking note, number two is you have to set realistic goals, goals that you can achieve. What I mean by that is, if you want to start running, your first goal should not be to run a marathon. It should be to maybe run two minutes, walk one minute, or even run one minute, walk two minutes, and then eventually you'll do a 5K. Then eventually your next goal will be a 10K. And then eventually your longer goal can be a marathon. So the number two is to set realistic goals. Okay. And it's one step at a time. Don't, don't be so hard on yourself. One step at a time, small steps every day. Okay. Number three is make it a priority. And what I mean by that, treat it like your job, put it in your calendar, in your phone, you know, we're so busy that if you don't put it in your phone or in your calendar, you will, you won't do it. You really won't. So you got to make that a priority. Um, Number four, if you're taking notes, be accountable to someone. And what I mean by that, it could be your husband. For some people it won't be, or your wife, but you um, can be a friend. It can be a fitness trainer. Like my um, my the people that I coach, they have to write me every day and let me know if they drank their water, uh, if they ate healthy, and if they exercise. So be accountable. It can even be just write it in a book. That's what I do. I like writing my stuff in my book. I write my meals. I write my exercises. So just be accountable to something or someone. And number five, so important. Keep it fun. Like really, keep it fun. If you're if you're not a runner, don't don't start. Like if you really don't like running, don't start a running program. Maybe it's playing soccer. Maybe it's going to the park with your kids. Um, maybe it's at home doing some you know a, a program. But find find something that's fun for you that you enjoy. And like maybe um, if if you're okay with walking on the treadmill at home or outside or. Whatever it is, put music or if it's listening to podcasts or if it's Netflix while you're walking. But you got to find something that's fun. So those things, I think, might help keep it going so people don't quit as much.
0: (laughs) That's perfect. Elena,
2: (laughs) Elena, can you give me
0: point number one? Was it join in?
2: Point number one was make the commitment, make Make the the decision.
0: So we've got make the commitment, uh, set a goal, make it a priority. A realistic goal. Realistic. <laughs> yeah. That's very good. Um, accountability. I loved that. And make it fun. You got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's good. helpful. And I, I can't agree with you more when it comes to a goal. Um, I think that there's something to be said just to move every day. Like just if you start wherever you are at, uh, if you, you know, it could be 10 push-ups. If you can't do 10, start with one. If you can't do one push-up, you know, start on the wall, um, mm. you know. But just be more active tomorrow than you were today and just create that habit. And it's a principle that just works right across the board in our life and can make a lot of change. Um, I still want to stay on this question. Yeah. Why don't people exercise when we know that it's so important, all the benefits of it, uh, Joel, you look like you want to jump in on have this, and Dr. Ross, I'm coming to you next. <laughs> sure, but sure. why don't people exercise when we know it's so important?
1: I, I think, it, because I've experienced this in my life, one of the discouraging factors is because we don't get the results that we hoped we would see in the time that we hoped that we would see them. And so, you know, so a guy starts to be like, okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start running uh Three times a week, and i'm gonna start like lifting weights and doing push ups and pull ups let's say three times a week, and then expect that like after a month that I'm gonna look like Arnold Schwarzenegger, who was taking steroids and <laughs> you know and spent four hours in the gym and ate five thousand calories of of uh, you know raw chicken breast and so uh, so I think it's what Elena said about realistic goals and expectations. And then what I found, too, uh, I was really heavily involved in the running community for years, is that, uh, that we would go for a 10-kilometer run and then eat a 4,000-calorie meal and wonder why we're not losing weight, right? <laughs> and so, uh, so that they, they go together, that it's not just about exercise and all of a sudden, all of these amazing results will take place, but it's about a, a balanced lifestyle that involves nutrition and rest and boundaries in our lives and uh, and exercise. And it's, it's not just one of these factors, and then all of a sudden, I'm going to see results yeah. in a week. And sometimes it's six months maybe before you start seeing the results yeah. that you hoped you would find. Yeah. I know... Uh, One of the things that really used to frustrate me when I would do long-distance training where I would be running like 60, 70 kilometers a week uh, preparing for races uh, at that – I'm not doing that now, uh, but in that season in my life. And people would say, oh, I can't believe you do that. I could never run that far. And I said, you know what? When I first started running in my mid-30s, I couldn't even run to the end of the street without falling down on the curb. In pain that my shins hurt my knees hurt my feet hurt everything hurt my lungs hurt my chest hurt like everything hurt at first but then you do a little more and then the next week you do just a little bit more and I started going from the end of the road to to the end of the road and back and then to the end of the road and down the next block and back and within three months I was all of a sudden going distances that I didn't think I could. And then within six months, all of a sudden, I started to feel like I was a runner, but that didn't happen the first week. The first week, the first month, the first six months maybe can be horrible sometimes. And so we stop pressing through yeah. our goals. Yeah.
0: No, that's so good. Uh, what gets me is when I start going in the opposite direction and we get discouraged. And so we either, maybe we get slower, Or we step on the scale after, you know, just really being careful with our diet for a week. And we step on the scale and we're heavier. And it's like, that's why we give up, right? But we set those small goals that we can just do um, day after day. And you know what? Sometimes we just got to be able to forgive ourselves. You know, we've got to be able to just sometimes just let it go and say, you know what? I made some bad choices today. And we start the next day. Uh, Dr. Ross, uh, just tell us again, maybe from from the mental perspective of of why do people not do what they know they're supposed to do?
3: Now, I I totally agree with uh, what Elena and Pastor Joel had touched upon. Very important aspects of procrastination. Um, Maybe I'll just uh, give you a gist of cognitive neuroscience point of view. Um, we see procrastination, uh, it's a very prevalent uh, uh, condition in the general population, up to 50%. Um, What is the reason that people are unable to do that? Uh, If you look at the cognitive aspect of what it takes for people to engage in this, uh, you need a lot of uh, executive functions. Uh, You have to think, you have to plan, you have to you know, um, be able to stick to that plan and, you know, um, but we see that um, when there is increase in stress, when there's increase in anxiety, uh, that can affect uh, your thinking, that can affect your cognitive functions. Mm -hmm. Um, So in terms of, uh, you know, if they have underlying mental illness like OCD or ADHD or depression, anxiety, that can also affect their motivation to engage in any kind of uh, activity that requires, uh, you know, uh, persistence and uh, uh, till they, you know, gain some uh, positive effects. So I think, uh, you know, uh, like Elena had pointed out different uh, points, you know, you have to uh, come up with a list of things and realistic goals and, you know, and you will not uh, see the immediate uh, effects. Uh, you know, it will take a, a while, but, you know, you have to, like Pastor Joel had pointed out, you know, you have to... Um, after a while is when the you know the endorphin kicks in and you feel really good and um, once you get addicted to that, you know you'll see that it's really uh, um, you know a, a, an easier task to do. Yeah. Um, when we see about procrastination, just like fear of uh, different things, we try to avoid uh, tasks. So if you have fear of failure, you know um that can affect you from engaging in activities so you will just kind of move away from that so like what Elena had pointed out in the first thing in, in new year uh, you know in the beginning of the year people try to enroll and and you see that the uh, interest kind of gradually fades up some of them don't even try it because they've kept trying it every year and they haven't really succeeded
0: yeah that's so so good dr ross i i gotta be honest and say uh uh, last March, I started to uh, get serious about my health, and this this is kind of embarrassing to admit, but I started. Elena, you're going to laugh at this, uh, but I made a commitment to exercise every day for seven minutes, just seven minutes. And uh, you know, I didn't think it would make any difference, but I just continued to do it uh, about six days out of the week. And it was a couple months into it of just doing seven minutes that I started to feel better, um, and and then I had more energy to do more. But it's what I keep hearing is set realistic mm-hmm. small goals, and if we can just build from there, um, that it really can make a big big difference. I just want to welcome. Uh, I'm just gonna say hi to uh, to Stella and to Misty and Stacy. Um, Ivan, and we've got lots of people just tuning in, and um, so many questions that are coming in right now um, that I just want to be able to sort through. But uh, Joel, let's just kind of go switch onto the nutrition side a little bit. And, um, you know, people are busy. Uh, You know, we we work, we travel, we, you know, take our kids when we're, you know, not locked down with COVID, but we're on the move all the time. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to nutrition and eating healthy, um, it's a challenge, hmm. all right? Uh, so I know that you're really disciplined when it comes to this. So give us- People around
1: the office make fun of me about yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe.
0: Um, but just give us some insight, like tips on how you um, are able to bring snacks and what you eat. What, what does that look like in a day of Joel? In yeah, a-,
1: a lot of it takes preparation. And I, I want to say something really quickly related to exercise before we move into talking about uh, nutrition. And it's about rewards. That what I found. I, I joked before about you know we would go on a on a ten kilometer run and then blow it by eating more calories than we had burned in the first place. That many times, what we do is reward ourselves for exercise with bad food, <laughs> and it, it kind of cancels out a lot of our our efforts. And so what I have found are ways to reward myself that don't involve food. And so, for example, right now, I'm watching this uh, documentary, a a motorcycle documentary, and I only watch it when I'm on the rowing machine. I'm not allowed to watch it just for entertainment. That's good. I only have it on the TV when I'm exercising. So if I don't exercise, I don't get to see what's happening in this next episode of the show that I want to see, or, uh, or there are certain podcasts yep. that I will only listen to when I'm exercising. And so if I'm not exercising, then I, I start to fall behind in the podcast that right. I want to keep up with. And so, uh, but, but your question was about nutrition and I really am interested to hear what, what some of the others have to say. But, uh, but for me, it's, it's about uh, preparation and kind of adjusting, again, the idea of rewards. Because so much of what we do is based on giving ourselves rewards yeah. when it relates yeah. to food. And, uh, and so convenience is a huge, huge factor. And so, uh, like, some of the stuff that, that we buy at Costco are, are things that are designed to make that easier right. for us. And so, like, we love the pre-packaged, pre-cooked White chicken breast, and they come, and you can get them in little self-serve packets, 24 grams of protein. It's already pre-grilled. Right. And so, uh, so it's a little more expensive maybe to do mm-hmm. it that way, but if I have to grill chicken breasts or, right. or like, ask Tracy to do it for me or, or, or whatever, and then, uh, you know, and then put them all in little portions, like, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. But if we'll. Did you go say ahead. Tracy prepares all this for you? Is oh, that what you're Oh, n- Every night she what? makes my lunch. That is banana. amazing. No, no, no. She's an amazing cook, though, don't get me wrong. She takes great care of me better than I deserve. But but one of the ways that she does that is by buying these pre-cooked chicken breasts. And uh, and they're already sliced, they're already uh, in these little self-serve packets. And so I can just grab one of those packets and then we'll keep things like broccoli and uh, and cabbage that she does all kinds of great seasoning on, and, and sweet potatoes, and brown uh, whole grain rice, and all kinds of stuff You really like got that it going on over there already. And so, yeah, so I'll run home for lunch a lot of times from work and just pull yeah. out a plate, yeah. throw that grilled chicken breast on there, some broccoli, some other, uh, some of that stuff, pop it in the microwave, and it's ready to go in just a minute it's and it's easy to bring it here to the office, pop it in the microwave, it's good to go and it's absolutely whole food I'm, nutrition. I'm getting hungry right now. No guilt, <laughs> low calorie, high satisfaction, good taste and that's it's good. it's quality yeah. food for the body. But if but if it's about if that's not prepared in advance, yeah. then going to Tim Hortons is easier and then I've blown it,
0: right? Yeah, that's so good. <clears throat> Thank you for that. Elena, you got to talk to talk to the hockey mom, you got to talk to, uh, you know, the the busy lifestyle that, that raising kids is all about. And how do you stay healthy? How do you prepare? Because what I'm hearing is, is like, there's no unfortunate silver bullet to being health. We've got a plan. We've got to prepare. How do you do it? What do you recommend?
2: Well, I totally agree with everything Joel said about the prep and everything, but in my house, it's just not like that. I I'm not good at preparation. Um, I'm a plain Jane. I'm not a good cook. So um, uh, I'm with Joel and the chicken. That's what they eat a lot is chicken, broccoli, and rice. That's like the main meal here, it's nice and simple. And uh, But we are on the go a lot. Um, we are always gone to hockey, soccer, um, gymnastics. I'm more on the road than I'm home. So I do have to bring snacks. I mean, that's super important is to bring snacks snacks with you, because if you don't have the snacks, then you are hitting the Tim Hortons. That's our favorite one as well. Um, and <laughs> other other stuff. I'm not going to name them, but the, the well, other I'm, I'm looking
1: forward them. to this. She's about to give us some some awesome snack tips. I can yeah. sense it coming. <laughs> don't
2: have that many because, like <laughs> I said, I'm so plain Jane. But he, here's, the, here's the tip with food. We're all different Everybody needs different things depending on your goals, if it's to gain muscles, if it's to lose weight. So it's hard to have like a plan, one plan for everyone. There is one thing that everybody can do, and that's drinking your water. So always have water with you, Mm -hmm. no matter what. Um, I like those big two-liter jug. You fill that in the morning, and then you make it a goal to drink it by the end of the night. Make sure you don't drink it too much after (laughs) six because you'll be going to the washroom a lot. But that's the number one. Number two is always, when you eat, if it's a snack, always have the two, two, three groups at the same time. So what I mean by that, always have your fruit or vegetable, and then always have your protein and good fats and, and good carbs as well. So if you have a snack, don't just have an apple, have an apple with almonds, let's just say, or have um, cheese stick with whole grain crackers and a few strawberries. Always have the three together. So my snack, when I go away with the kids, I always pack, you know, fruits, uh, whole grain crackers, uh, protein source, which is cheese sticks, a uh, Greek yogurt is a good one as well, if you, if you can have it. Um, so pretty much that's what I do. I'll pack all the three groups. Um, I don't, you know, I won't pack anything that's hard to eat, a spaghetti bowl, for example, yeah. that's not yeah. a good idea in a car, but I'll pack things that are simple to eat and munch on so yeah. we don't have to yeah. eat at the restaurants or everything like that. But I think the main thing is to have your all the groups together. That's, yeah. that's yeah. the main thing. That's yeah. good. And, and you know what, if,
0: if you're just looking for a place to start and maybe all this sounds overwhelming, uh, maybe a place for you to start is just by changing, substituting something that you know is not healthy and substituting it for something that is healthier. And just even by making that one daily change Um, and then again if you can start to create a rhythm of exercise just a few minutes a day what's fascinating is our body doesn't crave some of the junk food as much Mm -hmm. and we don't want to actually put it in our body almost almost it's almost we we resist it uh, a little bit not all the time i won't be uh, i'll be honest but we begin to you (laughs) know what change a little bit Um, and so it's just by creating these small small changes uh, Dr. Ross, do you have anything that you want to uh, add as far as nutrition um, that you can that you can share with us?
3: Well, I, I think uh, nutrition is very uh, important uh, aspect of uh, both mental and physical health. You know, more and more uh, we we include that in the medical curriculum in medical students, and uh, we see that uh, you know if you look at uh, the serotonin that we uh, you know we know about, which is um, major uh, important neurotransmitter in depression and anxiety and um, e- majority of the serotonin is produced in the gut mm. and um, more research have now um, revealed that uh, the gut is a second brain of the body and you know you see that you know there's interaction if you if you're not mentally well that's going to show up in physical, Uh, symptoms of, you know, GI indigestion or, you know, things like that. So I think nutrition is very, very important aspect. And if you look at, uh, you know, in in treatment, I do focus not just on pharmacotherapeutics, but also vitamin supplements. Like, you know, sometimes it's very difficult to have uh, everything in the diet. So I do promote, uh, you know, ask people to take probiotics yes. and uh, omega-3 fatty acids, which are very helpful for the brain, for the cardiovascular functions, and uh, vitamin D, uh, vitamin C, vitamin B. So, yeah. so these are very, very important in terms of uh, general physical health as well as mental health.
1: Doctor, for those who maybe are not super educated on some of those nutritional terms, could you give a few examples of recommendations for probiotics and and uh, well, fats? there's something
3: called um, um, therapeutic grade probiotics, and it's in the aluminum foil and it doesn't uh, disintegrate very quickly. It's in the over the counter, uh, you know, stores in a superstore or Costco or Walmart, and that would be a very useful one. Mm. Omega three fatty acids. There's two specific ingredients called EPA and DHA, and these should be at least a thousand milligrams together. And that's what the research has shown, that dose will be effective for uh, uh, the, uh, you know, for mood or for anxiety yeah. or for uh, mental health. Yeah. And
0: that's those true. are for adults and, and children, would that be? Kids, you know, you
3: have some gummies uh, with omega-3 fatty acids, mm. that should be fine. That sounds like my and- kind of my kind <laughs> of treat right there. And you should avoid refined flour, refined sugar. Mm. There's a lot of sugar products like high fructose corn syrup that is um, directly uh, converted to fat in the body. So we have to be very mindful of all those things. And we have to, um, you know, uh, make sure that in terms of uh, vegetables and fruits, try to increase as much as possible. You know, there's a formula called 5 2 one zero five is, uh, you know, five vegetable or fruit items, two is uh, two hours of screen time, one is one hour of uh, physical activity, and zero is uh, zero sugar and beverages. Hmm. And I think uh, that's a very important uh, thing to know that, that is, you know
0: that's really good. Did you say two hours of screen time?
3: Yes, not more than two hours screen okay. time.
0: Hmm. Yeah, and uh, are you talking for adults? and children or are you just
3: speaking? for both for both yeah, yeah. Okay. but i think nowadays you see that uh everything is now uh on um you know laptops and uh yeah. ipads and so yeah. uh, as soon as they finish their school curriculums they need to you know we need to try to um, give them other activities that will not involve screen time
0: can you repeat that one more time just the those numbers again just in case uh, it's, somebody it's called
3: five them. five two one uh five, two, one, zero. five, five vegetables or fruits, two hours of screen time, and one hour of physical activity and zero hour of uh, zero uh, sugar in beverages.
1: That's oh, so good! Wow, that's, so that's good. a great formula. Yeah, I love that.
0: Yeah, um, I do want to try to get to some of our questions. We have a lot of questions that are coming in the chat. Um, we're going to shift just a little bit, but uh, Dr. Ross, <laughs> I'm going to go right back to you, and then and then Joel and Elena, uh, feel free to to add uh, whatever you see is fitting, but um uh what do we do uh for an individual that is saying that they're feeling isolated so they're feeling isolated i you know i would presume that it's you know with covid and and uh with the lockdown uh as i think that all of us can can attest to feeling isolated but what might you recommend um that would be helpful for us today
3: well um it's the perception of isolation right and you know, if you look at it, you know, in this COVID times, we see even if they are in a large family, if they are having a lot of anxiety and they don't feel included or for some reason, uh, that can affect their mental health and physical well-being. Um, I would suggest that the family will be able to pay closer attention to that. Um, they sh- we are all social beings, so we are all wired to be uh, interdependent, socially interactive. However, there are people who have um, certain personality characteristics. They don't want to be social, um, but they can be uh, underlying anxiety or they can be underlying uh, difficulty in uh, the family dynamics that can prevent the uh, person to be able to engage in any kind of social activity. Mm. So I would encourage that, you know, if there are friends, if there are family to pay close attention to people who are gradually withdrawing, uh, who are spending more time alone or who are getting to uh, consume uh, alcohol or substances. And, uh, you know, so if you notice those things, that is a uh, warning signal that they need to, uh, you know, either encourage them to uh, seek professional help or even try to, you know, chat with them and go out for coffee or things like that.
0: Mm -hmm. That's good. Elena or Joel, do you guys have anything uh, to contribute to uh, when someone's feeling isolated? What are some things that, that may be helpful? Yeah. It,
1: it, today in the office, our executive assistant, Joyce, oversees our seniors ministry here at the church. And, and, uh, and so we have people who've been actively calling and checking on people in this really isolated time. And I think this time of year is so incredibly difficult because we have here in Canada so many things going against us, right? It's dark. Many of the days are gray. It's cold. Like if you're, you know, if you're in the South and people say, you know, go for exercise. Tracy said uh, this morning, well, one of the best things for your mental health, she heard on a podcast or something uh, today, is they said the very first thing when you get out of bed, go outside and breathe in some fresh air and she was like it's minus 18 out there i'm not going outside in the morning in the dark to breathe in the fresh air you might have more problems in my slippers right and so uh so we have some extra challenges i think here in canada as it pertains to some of the those really good practices that that can even help for people who maybe are having to, because of their health, be extra isolated. And that's that's one of the cruel things about COVID-19 is that many of the people who are the most vulnerable to the dangers of COVID-19 uh, are, are people who might already many times be living a somewhat more isolated life because, you know, there may be past empty nest, or maybe have have been uh, widowed, and and so I think the most encouraging thing is please don't be afraid to reach out to somebody.
0: Yeah, that's so. There good. is
1: no that's shame, so good. Yeah. no shame at all yeah. in saying, man, I feel I feel lonely, or yeah. or or just you know you don't have to even admit it, just to reach out to somebody you know, uh, and and le- and just initiate a conversation, because a lot of people right now do have, especially when New Brunswick's been put in red, and we can't go out and, you know, play hockey and do all kinds of the activities that people are excited about this time of year, that a lot of people have more margin in their lives, and so what a lot of folks are doing is just filling it up with more TV, Netflix, Apple Plus, Disney Plus, etc., and, uh, and so if you just reach out to somebody and just let them know, because they don't know if you don't reach out to them, uh, then hopefully people will make some margin for you. Mm, yeah. And, you know, unfortunately we can't say, oh, and just come over to the house for dinner yeah. right now, because that's not, uh, not going to be helpful in this situation yeah. for people.
0: I, I love that, uh, that reminder that, that we can all reach out to somebody. Um, you know, when someone crosses our mind or we're thinking maybe of a family member or a friend to, to just pick up the phone, uh, that's something that I think in our culture we've we've sort of moved away from and we just have been so dialed into our own stuff uh, that I think it's important. Elena, do you have anything that you want to add when it comes to that feeling of isolation?
2: No, I, I mean, I, I can add a little bit with the um, exercise part of it. Um, I'm if, yep. if if you do feel isolated and I mean, you're used to going to the gym and in this phase where we can't go to the gym, they're all closed. Um, there are a lot of options that you can do from home. Um, you know, your body weight is amazing when it comes to exercise. You can, you know, you can use your body weight to do many things. Mm. Uh, you can use chairs. There's there's so many exercises in Google, um, yep. YouTube. And, and I love what you said, Pat, about your 10 minutes or your seven By minutes. You My seven, seven minutes,
0: Elena. Seven minutes.
2: You know what? That's powerful. <laughs> it because is. Because you can do a Tabata in four minutes, yeah. and that four minutes can equal to 30 minutes of a, a, a long walk, yeah. like literally, like the way you bring your heartbeat yeah. up and then back down. It's called hit high intensity yeah. interval yeah. training. So really, there, there are ways to still there exercise is. from home. And I mean, I have these right here these bands. I don't know if you can yep, see yep. If, if you're used to doing resistance training yeah. and you don't have space, those bands are low cost. They don't take space and, and you can still get really a good um, exercise. So if anybody is looking for ideas, like please don't hesitate um, to reach out to me while you're, you're locked down at home. If you, if you, if you need something, if you're lonely, if you, you, you yeah. just need to move, i I'm, I can help you with that for sure. <laughs> Joel, did you want to add something?
1: Yes, what Elena said is awesome, too. YouTube is amazing. amazing. Yeah. I mean, free anything that you're looking for. If you want you know, yoga-type stretching, if you want uh, strength training, if you want uh, lessons on how to do anything. whatever, you want a 5-minute yeah. workout, 10-minute yeah. workout, yeah. 30-minute workout, sweat workout, no-sweat workout, heart rate up, heart rate down, high intensity. I mean it doesn't matter what. Anything you can find it for free on YouTube. Love it.
0: Elena, one of the things that was sad about this 7-minute workout that I keep going back to is that I couldn't even do the whole 7 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and so I always want to re- I always want to remind people just do what you can. Start there, um, I'll probably I'm gonna put these these two workouts that I started with. I'm gonna drop them in the chat um, at the end of this conversation. But Elena, that leads us into another question uh, that somebody posted in the chat. And again, uh, thank you guys so much for all these questions that are coming in. Um, but somebody asked, what are some some exercises um, for someone that is maybe over the age of 60, or what are some habits that maybe you could suggest? Because I think again, there's so much on YouTube it's, it's incredible, but Elena, if you could just maybe speak to, to some practical exercises for someone over 60.
2: Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, we all know walking is probably one of the main exercise and anybody can go walking. Now, I don't know if, you know, if you have knee problems or if, uh, back problems. So there's different exercise that you can do, but definitely with a yoga mat, uh, you can lay on the ground and you can, uh, you know, lift one leg at a time when you're laying straight, or, um, you can lay on your belly and then just lift one arm at a time. There are so many things. And, uh, I'm sure on Google or YouTube, I mean, it's hard for me to show you right now cause I'm sitting in my chair, but you can do arm circles. Uh, you can, uh, steps, you can, on your first steps, you can do like, you know, one step on your step and then one down, um, just, just moving, you can dance. You mm-hmm. can put some music and dance. Uh, when I clean in my house, you don't want to see me because <laughs> <laughs> the room is going and everything is moving. So- Are you getting any cleaning done? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's good. I think so. <laughs> but really like you, you, just just moving, uh, those bands that I just showed you, yeah. these are awesome as well for anybody, any age, um, there are exercise on YouTube. They're called exercise bands. Um, like as I said, very low cost, easy in your house. You can definitely use those uh, at any age. Um, but yeah, there's tons of things that we could uh, that we could find for you. Definitely. Mm. Yeah, that's great. That's great.
1: And I'd like to ask a question to uh, to our good doctor friend from here at the church, uh, Doctor Anthony. Uh, one of the things that I have seen because we talked about exercise as it pertains to as people get older and in in more advanced years, one of the things that I have seen is in addition to exercise being a question, the the issue of nutrition, and I've heard it again and again and again, where as people get older, they'll say, well, you know what, I'm, I'm old now, I can eat whatever I want. And it doesn't matter. <laughs>
0: I can't wait to get that age. I know, right?
1: <laughs> but but literally, I can think of family members as their age advanced, where their their nutrition was like chocolate cake, literally. Yeah. And uh, and one of the research pieces that I read years ago, and I and I wonder if 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 you know anything about this, and and so I, I I'm far from a medical expert, and but but. Uh, but I read this article about research concerning even mental decline having to do with the lack of healthy fats. You talked about those healthy fats before, and that when, when people get older, that if they eat more sugar and eat less healthy fats, nuts, uh, you know, uh, salmon, salmon. Uh, all those in the the omega-3s that you mentioned that it can even be taken as supplements, that that can even have to do with mental decline. Have you ever heard any of the research on that?
3: Absolutely. There are a lot of uh, studies to show that, um, you know, when, well, let let me give an example of how prevalent this is in a general population. Uh, The other day I was talking to an anesthesiologist and he was saying there was 23-year-old young woman, and she had cirrhosis of the liver. And what does that mean is that it's not related to alcohol. It's called non-alcoholic liver cirrhosis. That means that is because of high content of sugar in the diet. And what it does is it directly converts to fat. And liver is the organ in the body that processes uh, the carbs and the fats. And so it reaches to a state where it's unable to, um, you know, contain that uh, amount of fat, so it undergoes uh, uh, degeneration. So when you talk about elderly people and uh, cognitive decline, um, uh, there are studies to show that high content of uh, unhealthy uh, fat in the diet uh, can uh, decrease their uh, ability for, uh, I mean, they can, can decrease their cognitive functions. Um, And, and, you know, when you uh, uh, look at some of the studies, it also shows that uh, increase in uh, vegetables, you know, um, that can be a protective factor in improving cognitive functions. Mm. So um, most of the North American diets, they have uh, something called pro- Uh, omega-6 fatty acids, which are pro-inflammatory, that uh, once they enter the uh, body, they evoke uh, inflammatory response. So that's why we see uh, widespread uh, diseases like autoimmune or, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, things like that. So um, when you look at this cognitive functions, there's a clear uh, clinical correlation between diet and uh, uh, onset of dementia, onset of... uh, memory decline
0: yeah wow. uh, no wow. that that's good and and uh, as you're on this topic of, of uh, uh, neuroscience I, I want to we're gonna drop a, a podcast here in the chat of dr. Caroline Leaf who is a Christian uh, cognitive neuro- neuroscience of and she's got a phenomenal podcast uh, that I just wanted to drop as a resource and I would encourage anybody who's who's listening to uh, check out her. Over 100 podcasts with uh, different interviewers. Mm. Phenomenal. Um, also want to drop, as we're talking about habits and uh, creating consistency, is a devotional called Habits uh, by Craig Rochelle. And it's, so it's a six-day devotional that we're going to drop uh, in that too that you may find helpful. Um, thank you. Uh, so many people just tuning in Um mm-hmm. As we kind of promised in the in the early stage, and I, I think we did cover it, Elena, but is there anything when it comes to to physical exercise activities that you wanted? I love the five uh, five things that you gave us, but is there anything else specifically that you want to give to to our listeners
2: tonight? Um, I'll just add as a woman, I'm the only woman on here right now, so I think we got to touch the woman side of it a little yes. bit. It, it could go towards the men as well, but mostly women, um, We, us women, tend to take care of everybody, everything before ourselves. That's, it's a known thing. I'm not saying men do not do it, but I think the woman um, does it a little more. We, you know, we make sure the kids are okay. We make sure house is clean, um, everything like that. So I'll just compare it to everybody's probably heard the story before about the airplane. When they do the, uh, the show in front, they tell you if you need oxygen you put your mask on first and then you put it on your child sitting mm. beside you secondly. Well, I never re- truly understood that, but if you can't breathe, you're no good for yeah. doing much. So you yeah. need to breathe yeah. first before you give the oxygen to your kids. Such good same advice. Goes with, yeah, so same goes with taking care of yourself. We need to take care of ourselves and that includes eating healthier, you know, exercising, taking care of our, of our mind, which sometimes the exercise helps Not sometimes, it does all the time, helps for that. So if you don't take care of yourself, sometimes it can impact how you, um, the relationship with your husband, the relationship with your kids, how you feel about yourself. So Mm -hmm. I want you to think about that. Take care of yourself, love yourself. It's You're going to fall down. It's okay. You're going to get back up, but take it easy on yourself. Like Uh, just love mm -hmm. yourself the way you are right now and um, you know, make yourself a priority, it's, it's super
0: important. Yeah, that is such good <laughs> advice. Really, really good, really good. I wanna see some some claps in the chat right now for that. Um, we gotta take care of ourselves, that is so valuable because if we're not doing well, uh, we're not gonna be able to care for people to the capacity that, uh, that we can. Um, super good advice. Uh, Dr. Ross, do you have anything else that you would wanna add?
3: Well, I think uh, we've talked a lot about the physical activity, how it improves, you know, the physical health and mental health. I would like to briefly touch on uh, how to also engage in cognitive activity Mm, that can build resilience to be able to withstand the stress, to be able to uh, cope with uh, some of the things that goes on uh, that generate stress. Um, So, uh, you know, uh, good healthy habits in terms of... uh, You know, trying to uh, postpone gratification, you know, try to have uh, in in, in terms of, uh, you know, there are numerous uh, um, hobbies and skills that you can learn. You know, they say that the more you if you learn more than two languages, you are less likely to uh, you are you have decreased incidence or decreased risk of developing dementia. So, um, things, you know, there are numerous apps on, uh, uh, you know, in the smartphones, you know, there's uh, Lumosity and other things. And, and I would encourage people to engage in those cognitive uh, uh, skills that can improve uh, resilience and improve uh, mental health.
0: Yes. Wow. That's good. Yeah. Super beneficial. Dr. Ross, I, I've challenged my daughter to the game of memory. That's the game okay. where you flip the cards over, and you flip one over, and she mm-hmm. beats me every time. So <laughs> I think I need to do some more work on my cognitive skills and, <laughs> and memory. Um, it's amazing. You know what, though, as the screen time increases, I think that that, that plays a huge uh, Absolutely. effect, takes a big effect Absolutely. on it. Um uh, Elena, you've got so many cheers and hand claps in the chat. Uh, you seem like the, the the fan favorite. I got somebody challenging me to go running sometime. Um, and so, Pastor Joel, uh, anything else that you want to add?
1: I do. I, I want to finish with Bible <laughs> verses. I'm the Bible I'm, guy, right? I'm asking a pastor, <laughs> I'm do the you Bible have anything guy. else you want to ha- add? Yes, 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 yes. Uh, I, I just want to mention two verses to close Uh, My last words for the evening is the words of Paul in 1 Corinthians 27 where he says, I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should, that, that our bodies should not control us, that we should be in control of our bodies. And he says, otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. That Paul took it really, really seriously how we take care of our bodies. And then one more, more positive, encouraging, uh, uplifting verse is Proverbs seventeen twenty two: A cheerful heart is good medicine, mm. but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. Yeah. And so uh, a cheerful heart, a joyful heart yeah. is one of the greatest things that you can do for your yeah. body. Yeah uh because proverbs says that a cheerful heart is good yeah. medicine.
0: I think that is better than any anti-aging cream out on the market. Eh? <laughs> just be joyful, just be, be happy. Radiant.
1: <laughs> um
0: you know, I I think that some of the most positive people um look the youngest. You know what? I, I really do. I, that joyful heart um it it just is incredible. Uh I just want to just end with just a a a, a quote that Uh, Last Sunday, I spoke on, on habits when it comes to taking care of our body, and I just want to remind us that none of us choose our own future. Instead, we choose our habits, and our habits are what determine our future. And so our small choices are actually steering the course and trajectory of our life, and um, I hope that that those of you that are watching tonight, that I'm hoping that you can uh, begin to believe again, believe that you can be healthy um, in your, your mind, your spirit, and your soul, and know that you don't have to take on the whole world. Mm-hmm. Just start small, making changes, but consistently is what I'm hearing from everybody here tonight, and you'll look back and you will be able to see some changes happen in your life. And so uh, we want to welcome you guys to continue tracking with us on this series that we're on, Six Habits of Healthy People. Which this Sunday. Is, this Sunday's coming up, and I believe it's on the power of focus.
1: Yes, we're going to be talking about the focus of purpose. Yes, I need, that. I need And specifically, we're going to be talking about work <laughs> yeah. uh, when it comes to being healthy in our approach to work. Yeah. So good. We're going to have
0: another live panel. We have some dynamic guests next week. Um, I'm just going to give them one. Uh Uh-oh. Dr. B, Dr. Buckingham is going to be here. He's going to be on fire as he talks about focus next week. Um, So looking forward to it. Elena. And Dr. Ross, thank you guys so much for joining us. Taking time out of your evening to give us some helpful, Wonderful. practical tips. Elena, I put my seven-minute workout in the chat. I'm challenging you to give it a try sometime.
1: <laughs> yes. Awesome.
0: And uh, <laughs> you send me a challenge. Thank you all. And thank you, Dr. Ross. Uh, thank
1: you, thank Pastor you, Pastor Joel. Pat. I learned a lot from these folks tonight. Thank you so much for joining us.
0: Thank you to all those that are tuning in. And maybe just before you close out, maybe just push that share button one more time and push that out. Um, I'm sure that so many people can benefit from this conversation. Thank you guys so much. We will see you guys on Sunday, and we'll be back Wednesday night. Enjoy the rest of your week.